Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. 95 on the peak, it is Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. Good morning. Joining us on the line is a multi-award winning, Juno-nominated musician, singer, performer, producer, Michael Casehammer. Michael, thank you for calling in on Talk of the Town. So looking forward to November 22nd, you're coming to Meaford, Ontario to perform at Meaford Art Centre. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to coming back, John. And if I would get introduced like that every morning, my gosh. <laughs> well, you deserve it. Uh, you have uh, spent a lot of time behind those 88 keys. Yeah. Uh, you started young. You grew up in Germany, uh, and yes. you started young. But when you came to Canada, you developed a different relationship with music. Yeah, well, coming to Canada really showed me that uh, making a living as a performer was a possibility because where I grew up in Germany, it wasn't really uh, in my surrounding. I didn't know anyone who actually um, played an instrument and made a living unless it was a teacher. And so coming to Canada, I moved to Vancouver Island in the mid-90s. I saw a lot of musicians performing four or five nights a week, making a living doing it. And for me, that was um, the sign that I'm going to do that as well. So I'm thankful for that forever. You had a, a, a serious music background, a classical, classically trained music background. When did the shift come to to delve into jazz, pop, boogie woogie? I mean, you kind well, of do the whole gambit of, of piano playing. Yeah, it kind of came actually before the classical. My dad always played some ragtime and, and rock and roll piano mm. at home. And so I saw that, and he showed me some stuff, and then my parents thought, okay, this is a good time now, I was seven years old, to put him into classical music lessons. And so they put me into classical lessons at the conservatory. And I did that for a few years, but at the same time, um, you know, I listened to um, a lot of Kansas City blues and, and jazz music, and I listened to Jerry Lee Lewis. And um, so I, I did kind of like a, I had a, a life in the classical music, and I had a life in the jazz and rock and roll music. And then after a while, I gave up the classical because the interest for the other stuff was just um, mm. stronger. You know, you mentioned that uh, you know coming to Vancouver opened your eyes to being a working musician and getting gigs yeah. and performing. And you could easily do that with your proficiency on the piano. You could just be a piano player and be a very successful musician. What made you decide to also start singing? Well, when I was a kid, I, I listened to a lot of, um, like I was saying, those Kansas City records with Big Joe Turner and um, Jay McShann, mm. and, and those were blues singers playing along or singing along to the piano player. So when I learned these piano parts, I wanted to learn the song, so I kind of you know, sang along to, to um, cover what was on the record. And I didn't take singing serious or anything in those days. It was more piano-focused for me, but then... As I started performing, and especially as I started writing music myself, um, I thought, well, pff, I might as well tell the story myself rather than hire a singer. And, um, you know, I've, I think over the course of the years, it changed my piano playing as well because I'm approaching piano playing the same way as I would telling a story through lyrics rather than just showing off and playing a bunch of licks. Most recently, you, you got into doing some production work and not only producing yourself, but bringing in special guests, the likes of Colin James and Randy Bachman. What was that like? 
Well, you learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done, I've done uh, a lot of sessions over the years with musicians that I... Um, that I'm fan, a fan of, or that I really, um, you know, like I, I was down in New Orleans years ago playing with musicians I idolized as a child. And uh, Randy and Colin were, were both friends over the years, but just running into them at different events. And, um, and when it came time to invite guests for these projects that you're talking about, that was the, the natural to ask people I actually know and respect as musicians, and I'm a big fan of both of their music and both of them as a person, so uh, it just clicked and it gelled, and it was, then it's easy to make music, you know. Your success as a, a recording artist, uh, you've got so many great recordings out there, but a lot of people talk about your live performance and the, the, the power and the excitement that you bring to the stage. Would you say that, in terms of your course in the music business, are you a recording artist that's learned to perform live because that's how you get your music noticed? Or are you a live performer that's realized you have to also do recordings? Well, if you give me the choice between the two, I would say I'm definitely the latter. Because I started, uh, when I was 60 and I started performing and uh, I love being on stage, and it's, you know, probably the easiest thing for me to, to do is be on stage in front of people. It's easier than even doing this, what we're doing right now. But um, I, I really enjoy being in the studio as well, but it, the studio for me is something where you capture um, a moment, especially with certain songs that you write, you capture the moment when you record it, and it'll be around forever, but like you say, it's kind of the vehicle to go back out on the road and play that stuff live and uh, connect with an audience. So if I had a choice between doing one or the other, it would definitely be playing live. I have to ask you, because having a, a formal classical background, um, but when I see you perform, it's, it's pretty electrifying. Yeah, You've got to make a decision, I would think, in terms of accuracy versus emotion as a performer as a singer as a player as your expectations from your band where do you say the percentage should lie 100 percent emotion there's really nothing else that's important in music i think the fact that you can play your instrument or sing a song should be a given you know and um if you if you look back in you know even classical pianists in the early 20th century like Horowitz or Rubenstein, mm. uh, they didn't. They they hit some wrong notes in on in their performances, and that's okay. I think when you if you would go back to um, the first rock star, if you go back to Beethoven, then it would be the same way. You know, it's. Um, I think classical music has become a bit of a period piece in the way that precision is more important than the emotion. But I think the real classical players that are actually shining through are the ones that are focusing on the emotion. And I think any music should always be all about the emotion because, I mean, otherwise, why are you playing it? Now, of course, you live in the west coast of Canada, but in just a few days, you head out east and work your way back. Yes. Uh, how does this feel? This is quite an extensive tour. What are your thoughts right now? Do you, are you getting a bit of butterflies or are you or just more worried about booking plane tickets? Uh, well, <laughs> that's already booked. Otherwise, I think we'd be in trouble. 
because the whole band is, you know, there's a, the bassist is coming from Germany, the drummer is coming from Texas, um, me and my sax player out here from the West Coast. But um, I'm actually really excited. I don't really get nervous, but, um, but I'm really excited, and I packed my big coat. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I think it should be okay. But um, I haven't done a tour this extensive in Canada before. I've, I've done tours or um, pockets of, you know, going to uh, the Maritimes or going to Ontario or touring the West. But going straight across like that with my own tour, I have not done before. So we're all very excited. With your amazing onstage skills as a singer and a, and a piano player, you would... You could easily, and I'm sure you've been given offers by you know, major recording acts to, to kind of be to be in their band. What makes you decide to stay unique and focused on on your career as a, as an artist? Because um, you know, I mean, I'm doing this. For, it sounds selfish, but although it doesn't come across that way on stage, but I'm doing this for me, really, mm. because I love playing and performing so much but it, because it gives me so much i think if it wouldn't if i wouldn't get that out of it i would probably do something else or or mm. maybe do become a member of a, of another band a side player but i just love um i don't know if my parents have anything to do with it the <laughs> way they raised me but i love being the center of attention too <laughs> well you're going to be the center of attention says your tour winds its way to the meaford hall very looking forward to it and yeah. michael case thank you so very much for your time today here on talk of the town john pleasure to talk to you john eaton and melanie case host talk of the town weekday mornings on 95.1 the peak